When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome to Sarcastic Remarks. Uh, my name is Ryan Chambers. I am one of the hosts of Sarcastic Remarks. Yesterday at approximately 11.32 a.m., a shooter went into Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, and killed 19 people, 19 children, excuse me, and two adults. And what we would like to do right now is just to say a quick prayer for the family members here and also just do a little bit, little tribute to them uh, before we start today's episode. Please, please watch.
here's the names of some of the victims from the Uvalde shooting. If if y'all would oblige and just listen as I go through the names of these lists. Eva Morales, Irma Garcia. Those were the two teachers who who were killed. And then the names of some of the students. Uzziah Garcia, Xavier Lopez, Amiri Joe Garza, Jose Flores Jr., Alethea Ramirez, Annabelle Guadalupe Rodriguez, Alejana Cruz Torres, Alejana Ellie Garcia, Rogelio Torres, Jacqueline Cesares, Julia Nicole Seguero, and Jace Carmelo Luvianos. Lexi Ania Rubia, S. Mata, McKenna L. Elroyd, and there are some that still have not been named publicly. Those are just the ones that we know about, guys. Um, we here at Starcastic Remarks are very saddened by the news of what happened uh, yesterday, and uh, our prayers and our thoughts go out to all of the family members and uh, the whole community of uh, Uvalde who is trying to make some sense of what happened there uh, just yesterday around lunchtime. Um, this is not normally how we want to start a podcast, guys, but you know, I, I thought it was it was just at least something that we could do to honor of the teachers that guarded their kids. Uh, one of the teachers stood in front of their kids and took bullets for for their kids. So I know it's not something that we like to talk about, but uh, what were y'all's? What were what were y'all doing? What were y'all thinking about when this came about? And and uh, I mean, is there anything else to say about this? Uh, no, I don't think I really fully processed it, to be honest. Um, but it's definitely just... It, the main thing I think about is, like, it's not... You shouldn't be yelling about it on the internet, really, right now. Like, there's definitely stuff that needs to be fixed, but screaming at somebody online and... That's not that's not gonna fix anything right now, and that's shouldn't be the issue right now. But yeah, my prayers go out to all those people. Um, makes you think about where you are in life, and makes your life seem much more fragile because it really is. So. And uh, I don't know if y'all saw some of the the tweets and the stories that came out through the last couple of days, but one of one in particular really kind of tore me apart. And it was a uh, older sister of one of the victims. And uh, sorry if I, if I break down a little bit here, but she said, I am so sorry that I did not say good morning to you this morning. And that totally tore me apart. And it kind of makes you think about uh, all the people that you have in your life and that, you know, you're not always guaranteed that next moment. So, but, um, anyways, uh, once again, our prayers and our thoughts go out to the families and the victims, uh, of, of this tragedy and our, and we'll continue to pray for them because 
the country will move on. I believe at some point there will be a point when the country will be able to move on. But uh, these families have a long time to go through before uh, before they can find any sort of comfort or or anything in their grief. So we'll continue to pray for those families. Um, anyways, guys, uh, we need to get in. We, let's get into the thing that we really want to talk about, uh, which is uh, the Dallas Stars. And uh, we are back. This is season five. This is episode one. And uh, we want to get into uh, several things here on tonight's episode. But uh, first things first, uh, you know, James, let's just go ahead and jump into what uh, what you were mentioning just off camera a second ago. Uh, because it's something that a lot of people have been talking about. And it's the the whole Nazem Kadri situation. So Goodness, would man. you w- would you like me to go ahead and go explain that whole Nazem Kadri situation, or you want to go ahead and, and explain it? Uh, you can go ahead and explain it. It's really long, so okay. I'll try to make it as shorter as I can for those of you that don't know what uh, what happened. So, long story short, there is a thing going on between those two teams, Nazem Kadri and a uh, St. Louis Blues uh, member crash into the net, which is Jordan Bennington's net, and Jordan Bennington goes out of the game with an injury, right? So after the game, you know, Nazem Kadri is kind of doing his thing. He's, you know, doing an interview. And then he has a water bottle thrown at him off camera. You know, you know, there, there's TNT broadcast is in there talking to him. And Nazem Kadri is like, I think that was Bennington that just threw a water bottle at me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then he goes on after that, and he says, uh, "He says, you know, I'm just going to play hockey. I'm just going to do my thing. And then he turns around in game four, and not only does he, you know, take cheap shots from multiple different players of the St. Louis Blues, but he also scores a hat trick yeah. in the following game. We forgot he all, from Blues fans, he also received racist comments and threats. Yeah, I, I was getting after that. running into the goalie. And... I think he responded in like the perfect way. Like in his, in his presser, he was like, "Yeah, it's a big deal, but I'm gonna act like it's not and play hockey." And that's exactly what he should do. It is a big deal. The Blues fans who did that should be ashamed. And he also even he, he did something they didn't even have to do. He made sure that people understood that those Blues fans do not represent other Blues fans. So I think he did the exactly perfect thing in that situation, and then just went ahead and just scored a hat trick. Yeah. to just seal it off and i'm just i'm super glad that guy's in the nhl i mean what what a way to respond to stuff like that the, just the class and the way that he he talked about it the respect he gave to the people who weren't directly involved and then just goes ahead in revenge perfect yeah. love Shuffling the situation up. overall yeah. i hate colorado yeah. still but i'm, I'm, I'm a <laughs> Kadri fan now yeah i mean he he like he shuts up everyone who is saying, oh, he's such a dirty player, too, just going out and scoring the hat trick like that. Like, a dirty player isn't going to score a hat trick. Like, I don't think, like, ever. I mean, back when you had those enforcers on your team back before, in past years, they they hardly even scored. So, it's absolutely insane what he did and shut the haters up instantly, man. Yeah, and, and by the way, the, the whole thing about... Uh... The whole thing about the racist comments and everything, I just don't understand it. 
I mean, it, it wasn't even a clear, like, you know, goalie bowling incident. He was going hard to the net. That's what he was doing. And he wasn't the only guy that crashed into Bennington. It was his own player. Bennington's own teammate that crashed into him on top of it. Yeah. So it, it's not like there was any ill will or ill intent or anything like that. Now, he, now the only thing that, that Nazem Kadri doesn't have going for him in this case is that he does have a history. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> Out of the past four postseasons that he's been a part of, he has been suspended in three of those four in some instance or another because of something that he did. So I understand why Blues fans were completely hacked off and everything. But to go as far as to go out and call him out on Twitter and send him racist messages. And, oh, yeah. I mean, S- sending him a- threats and racist messages doesn't matter what he did. I mean, he could have slapped someone in the face with a hockey stick. He shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But and what he did is not like like this instance is not even close to being suspension worthy. Like, in my opinion, it's not even a penalty. Like the defenseman drove him into Bennington. I don't know, man. Like, (laughs) well, I mean, do you, I I love how he responded. I really did. The the fact that he, he went out there and scored three goals was just absolutely awesome. And then uh, the, the other part of that is, did you see how many cheap shots that he took? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone got fined for for the cross check that he took in that game already. So, well, he alone got his team a five on three for two minutes. Yep. Yeah. Did you see that? I thought that was absolutely good job, hilarious. Blues. I know. That's yeah. how you win the playoff series. Yeah, exactly. And and people are saying, oh well, we were gonna win that anyways because you know Bennington's hurt and Huso is our. Bennington is not the reason you would win that series. He was terrible all season. Well, he was—he had been good recently, and he had been Whatever, looking like dude. Stanley Cup during Bennington. No, he really had been, because Huso played the first game. He played game one because he was the better goalie in the in the uh, regular season, and then they turn around and throw Bennington in the net during game two when Huso really struggled, and then it had been Bennington's net since that game two of the first round. So. Uh, I, I still don't think that they would have beat Colorado with Bennington in net anyways, but go figure. But They're just whining. No yeah. chance Bennington is going to make that much of a difference in a series like this. The Blues are getting dominated. And, and then speaking of which, look, look at Bennington himself. He's, I, I actually oh, yeah. didn't. The I dirtiest didn't, goalie ever. Yes, it Not- goes off. He causes an issue on the ice, and then he skates away and lets yep. his teammates deal with it. Yep. <laughs> that is Jordan it, Bennington. That is Jordan Bennington to a T. And then uh, th- the other thing is, I didn't actually know this, but Jordan Bennington uh, himself had some racist tweets when he was a younger guy. So I didn't mm. I didn't know that. I, I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast, and I think Steve Dangle brought it up, and I was like, really? That can't be right. Sure enough. So... Yeah, anyway, say stupid stuff though. I don't know if we should be digging ten years back in people's Twitter right, history, right. To be I I agree, Whatever. I agree. But but for for St. Louis Blues fans who are saying, "Well, look at it," I mean, I'm just like, whatever. Uh, so, anyways, anything about that? I thought that was interesting. No, that dude Nasim Kadri is absolutely amazing. Yeah, he <laughs> handled that the best right way now. he possibly could. It was awesome. He, he, he's my favorite player right now, for sure. I'm, he actually got me rooting for Colorado in game four. 
<laughs> that's how bad that's how bad I wanted to do that, that's impressive. <laughs> so anyways, but um all right guys, let, let's go ahead and transition to some stars hockey talk here. Uh there's not like a specific way that I wanted to take this, but we need to kind of take up take this season for what it was, kind of put a bow on it because it's been a, about a week and a half now. We we kind of all got av- got out of our depression modes and Second round continued on without us and everything. But if you had to sum up the star season in like a sentence or two or three, how would you do it? Because, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot. So let me put you, let, let me let you guys think about it for a second. And let me, uh, I'll, I'll put my own answer to my own question here. So if I had to, put it into even two words, this is what I would put. And we said this numerous times throughout the season. Consistently inconsistent. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, that should be one of we, every single one of our sentences. So Right. So, and those are the two words that I would use to describe the star season. They, at times, they looked like a top three team. They had chances to get into the top three in the central division and they were not able to capitalize on those opportunities sometimes. And then at other times, they would go on five, six, seven game losing streaks and look like a perennial losing team and look like we didn't even belong in the playoffs. And it, it even towards the end, there were some instances where we were playing really well. We would play really well defensively, and then our offense would suck. Or, you know, we'd get three or four goals in the night and our defense would be absolutely terrible. So if I had to put a bow on the season as to what I think the most, to to summarize it, consistently inconsistent. And I'll keep going back to that until the stars stop being consistently inconsistent. So uh, what did you, what would you guys say about the star season if you had to put it up into a bow? Yeah, I would I would start it with consistently inconsistent. That's that's pretty much the main thing overall. And that goes all the way down from coaching staff decisions all the way down to just individual player performances. Um but then the next one you would do is uh bad start, decent finish. I mean, before the all-star break, we were we were out of it. And then yeah. after the all-star break, we were one of the better teams in the league, actually, if you look at the stats. So pretty crazy that we turned the season around. And then the third one is that we are a we're a four player team. We got a first line, we got a good goalie. <laughs> we gotta figure that out. <laughs> yeah, and we don't play and we don't pay our best players the most money. Our most of our money are going into players who are not producing at the rate that they should be. And, that, and that's, that's what, where my one sentence would come in is that the people who we pay to score just they didn't score. And that's why I marked this season as a, as a success because if you look at our salary cap situation, we should be a seller team. I mean, honestly, with 18 million tied up in two guys that are they're not first liners and they're not good second liners. Like, I, I mean, that's that's sad to say, but compared to other second liners in the league, Ben and Sagan do not produce nearly as much. So, paying 18 million dollars for two bad second liners, we should not have been as good as we were this year. So I, I'm, I'm excited and we're weirdly hopeful, even with all that dead weight on the cap. Well, to be fair, one of the reasons why we're so hopeful is because we're seeing 
Twitter blow up with all of our prospects right now and stink of him getting his like what third hat trick in the fourth. Per- Fourth, Four. sorry, fourth hat trick in the postseason. So great, great transition, James. He has twenty-eight points in fifteen g- games, and I, I know that you know, scoring. I know that scoring in the CHL, it, that's that's like that, especially with the top players. It's not like that. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah. four hat tricks! So, Holy crap! That that was one of the things that I wanted to go look at. I wanted to go look at like the overall like points of that league and how how people score in that league so in the regular season he uh Stankoven finished that's not how you say his name by the way i don't know how to pronounce it correctly that's how i'm gonna say it though i'm gonna say stank oven <laughs> his entire career he I placed like he placed third in the league with 104 points and 45 goals 59 assists but he also played nine less games than the two people above him who had 105 points and 112 points. So, so p- points per game, he was the highest person points per game. Yes. But like, so the, the league is a high, it's a high scoring league, definitely. But also he's still placing top in that high scoring league yeah. that other players, they've come out of that league as well. I mean, he's the highest scorer in the high scoring league. Yeah, that's worth something. Something, yep. hopefully. And uh, not to mention, we should also mention the other two big, uh, yeah, big names. I, I haven't had a chance to work those up either. So, and I actually know this off the top of my head, but all three of our top prospects led their prospective league in points per game. Okay, so not overall points, but points per game. So those three are Logan Stegevin, who will eventually figure out how to say his name. And Wyatt Johnson, who I believe is in the OHL, OHL, or the QMJHL, one of the two. I don't know. And then the third one is uh, Maverick Bork, who was hurt for a good portion of the season, but still, with the points he had, he was still the highest points per game player in his league. Which he, which again, he was either in the OHL or the QMJHL, one of the two. So Wyatt Johnson was in the OHL. There you go. So just the fact that those three guys led their league points per game wise gives Stars fans a lot of hope for the uh, for the future, especially and maybe even the near future. Because I think it was Elliot Friedman on Thirty Two Thoughts the podcast was actually talking about the star situation and that those and talking about those three guys and he specifically said uh, that out of those three players, the one most likely to make the jump next season would actually be Wyatt Johnson which kind of surprises me a, a little bit. But uh, again, Logan Stankoven is just a smaller guy, and maybe that's why they're they're thinking that. Just He just needs to figure he's, out how to play against bigger guys small. before he gets into the smaller. NHL. He's like crazy yeah, right. small. He's 5'8 and five, 170 I, pounds. Oh, I thought he was 5'7. See, so e- either way, he's, he's still, a small guy. He's still tiny compared to other hockey players. And Wyatt but, Johnson is 6'1 and he weighs about the same. But you can put on weight, and he's six inches taller, pretty much. Right. Yeah, so it's a lot easier to work with. Right, and the but the, here's the thing about it, though. Maybe in years past, you could say that guys like that wouldn't work, but we've seen guys come into the league and do exactly that, and now they have to be really elite players. Yeah, but they work. I mean, that, when that's you look the thing, at is when a guy that like that comes in, you know their name. Like Johnny Gaudreau, yeah. Matt Zuccarello, 
we, we know those guys because they're very good. And well, I mean, you're he, he, there's not to say he couldn't be very good, but he has to be extremely good. You well, know? you're even forgetting about the the biggest name right now when it comes to young young short forwards. I mean, look at Cole Caulfield mm-hmm. up there in Montreal. I mean, if he had been playing under Martin St. Louis, he probably wins the Calder Trophy, in my opinion, as the league's best rookie. I mean, he was just on a tear that last third, last half of the season uh, after Montreal made their coaching change. And the dude's 5'6", I think. I think he's even smaller than Stink Evan. So, I mean, and he's got a wicked shot. So, I mean, it's it's not like that looking at uh, young forwards like that and littler forwards, that, that they can't be successful. I mean, what's the one thing that Josh Sanders all on that Facebook group, he always talks about? What's the one thing he always talks about that he hates? I don't know. You tell me. Is the fact that we drafted Riley Tufty and the very next person. Do you know who the very next person in the draft was that Chicago drafted? Debrincat. Alex Debrincat. I'm I'm sorry. As much as I love Riley Tufty and that he's a big guy and everything like that, who's been in the NHL for like seven years, five, six, seven years? I'm exaggerating probably, but and but he scores goals with Patrick Kane now. Imagine if we had gotten Debrinket instead of Riley Tufty. And I and I don't and and you can't tell me that size was was not a factor when the Stars were looking at those two guys. Probably the main factor. Right. One set one six seven, the other's five eight. Yeah. So and so those three guys are are the ones that are the big eyeball catchers right now in the stars. But we still have a ton of guys in Texas who are have have really good potential right now too. I mean Damian in Texas, Delandria. Who else? Let's look here. Kibi Ronta had a had a rough season this year. But I really think that He was better towards the end. He was better towards the end. He played well in in the playoff series. If he can figure something out, he can he can get back to it. Still have Peterson, young guy, very underutilized in this coaching system. Oh, yeah. He's gonna get a lot more playing time whenever we have less whenever we have more room on the lineup is what it is. Um student each might even keep him around. He's still prospect kind of. And then I, like, I really and, wouldn't mind keeping him around. I love his speed. And then like you said, Riley Tufty. He can he can find a spot, big guy. He can play defense. Six, he can six, find a spot yes. on that fourth line, man. <laughs> yep. So I, I I don't think that top six is in there for Riley Tufty anymore. But I mean, I mean why not? A guy that's he hasn't gotten a shot. He has that, not had a full <laughs> shot in the NHL. That's true. But will like, get there. He'll but get we there. haven't. Yeah. We haven't really seen him even in at the AHL level like really take that step as an offensive forward. Now, if he was doing that, I'd be like, oh, heck yeah, bring well, him up now, throw him on the top six. But and, even and as a guy who's six six, I mean, we could use somebody like that in our bottom six, for sure. And this is what me, me and Zach talked about this a lot yesterday. So yes, Zach, I see you. There you go. There's your shout out. <laughs> but the AHL is a much more defensive league as well, too. Like, the AHL is like Dallas Stars heaven. <laughs> because they play trap <laughs> hockey pretty much the whole time. There's not flow in an AHL hockey game. It's much more defensive and, and locked down. So that can kind of stifle some offense too. Um, but it just it, we, we haven't even talked about the coaching change next season. But well, yeah, hold on, yeah, don't get into that yet. Let's we'll finish this there. up, we'll and then we'll, and we'll we'll put a bow on this, and we'll go. On. Uh, well, it ties into the prospects, but next okay, season, we'll, 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 I'm not going to talk about coaching. I'm going to dance around it, but <laughs> but. <laughs> 
me and Zach were talking, like, we want to see as many young guys get a full spot on the lineup as possible. And I want that that training camp to be a war and that there is three to even six spots that are open. And we just say, we don't know who's going to be on the team. Up to y'all. Figure it out. And it's just a battle on so, that training camp. And you got a short fuse when you're on the team. We can yank you off, pull up another young guy just as soon as you're not producing. And we, we've seen young teams like that do extremely well in the NHL recently. And with the amount of prospects that the Stars have, and, and I just feel like it, it's it's time to to force these players to play. Yeah. Like, we're not waiting on Bones to give him playing time. We're not waiting on Nil to bring him up. It's You're playing now. It's time to decide if you're actually going to pan out or if we're going to move you along. Well, and you know, somebody else we haven't talked about is Mr. Highlight Real Antonio Stranges, who's been lighting up Twitter like crazy with some Highlight Real goals. Now, he hasn't put up the same amount of points as the other three guys have, points per game wise, but he's still a fourth rounder a couple of years ago. And and I, I think we see him in the AHL this season. I really do. And and the thing that keeps getting talked about him is his ability, which, boy, could we ever use that. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, the thing that, that I always notice the most while while seeing those twi- highlight reels go around Twitter is is just his skating ability. Like, he's mm-hmm. – it's incredible watching him skate down the ice. I mean, I'm thinking back to, like, the two where he goes end-to-end and scores, like – it looks so effortlessly <laughs> when he skates. It's and, and for me that's even more confusing because I can't even skate with a bucket in front of me. Like I can <laughs> I can't skate at all. I've tried. Okay. It's <laughs> crazy to watch him skate. Yeah. But I, I don't even like I don't even want to talk about him being in, in the AHL. Like like you said, it's not time for that. Like we have so many guys that are coming off the off the roster sheet at the end of this season whole new coaching system it's time to hit the reset button and it's time to for for us to stop talking about how great our prospects are how long have we talked about that so long and we've had some pan out like like uh henson robertson are prospects for us we developed them hayskinen hayskinen exactly that one's kind of name dunk yeah Yeah, we we didn't do much on that one but it's time we won the draft lottery yeah. It's time for us to stop talking about how great our prospects are, and it's time for our prospects to decide this season if they're going to be in the NHL or not, and that's up to them. And I think we give as many spots as we can to those guys and let them go. Hey, hockey fans. The pursuit for the Stanley Cup is finally on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win. Like for me, it's going to be the Dallas Stars. And get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, so here's what I want to do next, because we talked a lot about uh, the prospects, which is good, because we do need to talk about them. But what I want to do is I want to go through, and we don't have to go through every single player, but what I want to do, and and do it quick, so give it like maybe 5-10 seconds, because there's there's a lot of these. But what I want to do is I want to go through each and every one of these players and give them a grade. Like you would, like if you were the teacher and grade their season about how they did and give an explanation in like five or 10 seconds. Okay. So let's, every player? N- well, I said each and every player, not each and every player. We'll just pick a couple. <laughs> some of the interesting ones. Okay. Let's start with some easy ones. Okay. So here's some softballs. Rope hints. Uh, Chris, how would you grade that one? A plus. Okay. Why? Because he scored all of our points. Well, a third of them. He scored a third of our points. <laughs> okay, James, another softball. Uh, Jason Robertson. Uh, can I give someone something better than an A plus? S S minus. S S minus. Distinction. It's it's absolutely insane what he's what he's done. I mean, he got he leads the team in goals in his second season. I mean, a lot of players are bad in their second season in NHL. Part of that, people have been speculating, is because they're not playing all the other teams in the league. But regardless, he scores 40 goals, which for the Stars is not like normal. A 60 goal score. <laughs> That's the yeah, it's like a 60 goal goal scorer <laughs> for us. It's it's that is that is insane. And yeah, I mean, S. I'll, I'll give him the full S. He gets a full S. Okay, let's talk about. Less we got to round it out. We got to give Pavelski. Okay, yeah, Ryan. Pavelski. What about Pavelski, Ryan? S oh, plus. I, I have to do Pavelski. Pavelski has a career season and then takes a pay cut for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say oh he, my he goodness. doesn't get he that doesn't is... get a, a an S plus. He gets a distinction plus. Okay. Yeah. The guys, it's... the guy leads his team in scoring at the age of thirty eight. He. He, he continues to put up he put up his best career season, right? Like it was yeah. his best career season yep. at age 38. Yep. Who cares if he's playing with two young guys? Who cares? He still put up his best season of his career. And plus, I was like Chris, you mentioned, he took a pay cut. He took a pay cut to say a, a million and, and a half dollars gone. And this he is another thing me and Zach cut. talked about. He took a one year deer, a one year deal with us, probably more for him, because if we're not good this next season, he's gonna go try and find a cup with somebody else. But that's but still is thinks- in our favor. No, but he thinks that we're going to win a cup, and he wants to win a cup in Dallas. And that's what he talked about in his free agency, and he's he's going to try and live up to it. And I I love that about him. I know he's always going to be a shark more than he is going to be a star, but even if it's for a short time, he is being extremely loyal to the stars and doing everything he can to make us win. And that's just awesome. And I wish some of the guys that yeah. took nine million dollar contracts could have seen that too. Yeah, I, I really hope that we could just support that. I mean, <laughs> imagine right. if Ben and Sagan are are producing at the at the at what they were producing when we signed him. I mean, yeah. it, it's it, it's insane that 
they just kind of fell off like that. It, it, yeah, it's hard to call those bad contracts too because you look at Jamie Benn's contract, you're like, how on earth did that get signed? Jamie Benn signed that contract after he won the Art Ross Trophy for yeah. most points in the league. Yeah, he won that with 87, by the way. Yeah, which is crazy low. Which is how did they? Even yeah, happen? which is crazy low. So, but nine million for an Art Ross Trophy winner is not high. <laughs> yeah, like that's a good contract at the time. Yeah, but you're right. Well, and l- let me pull up uh, Brian's comment here. Hey, Brian, he's he's a former buddy of mine for when I lived in Denison. But he said uh, Pavelski may retire after next next year, or maybe not. Mm. Uh, do you think he if retires after this year? If he's scoring at this rate, still next season, even if he's scoring yeah. at half this rate next season, he's still he's good playing. enough to help him. Oh heck yes! Yeah, he's five and a half Jason, million. Yeah, yeah. Let's remember Jason Spezza and Joe Thornton are still on NHL rosters right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so mm. yeah. I think he's gonna do everything he can to get a cut before he before he gets off. Yeah, and, and that's actually one of the questions we're gonna we're gonna look into over the off season is what makes a team successful. Do you have to win a cup to be successful? We'll talk about that on another episode. But anyways, uh, let's do less of a softball. Uh, Roddick Foxa, Roddick Foxa. How would you? Bless you, Chris. Um, how would you grade his? performance i'll throw this to okay chris since he already f how much is he making now two and a half three and a third i think three Three and and a half three and a half million dollars i'm like uh, i'll I'll look it up for you while you're fourth line center he can kill as many penalties win as many face-offs as he wants that is never (laughs) gonna be worth three and a half million dollars no chance i mean you can throw any stat you want at me a guy who does not score ever is not going to be worth three and a half million dollars. It's a terrible contract. It is awful. Uh, three and a quarter. That's what he's making. Three and a quarter, and he's signed till twenty five, twenty six. So. Oh well, in that case, it's great. <laughs> See, Good job. I, I, I know. I, I, I know that you that you're complaining about all that, Chris, and everything, but you you have to look at, at what he did. And I'm what not. I'm, and hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't do it. Let me fight, explain. Fight, okay. fight. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> through the internet. No. Okay, you have to look at what he contributed to the stars. Okay, does he need to score more goals? Heck yes. Okay, he did not score enough goals, and that's. I I, I understand he's not a top line center. He's not a first or second line center like we envisioned him to be when we drafted him. But he has found a role in the Dallas Stars organization as that checking line center. And he does a very good job at it. Okay. And again, I'm not saying that I agree with this when when I mentioned this statistic. But he had a lot of time on ice this season. He was on the ice a lot. Okay. Do I agree with the fact that he got that much ice time? No. I, I think that other players, Ruby Hintz, Pavelski, Ron, you know, even Sagan, I think they should have gotten more. But that that doesn't neglect from the fact of what he did for the Stars this season, that, that he was on the ice a lot. He wins face-offs, you know, above 50%, you know, most of the time. And he's a very key component of this team. And if we didn't have him, and we say this about John Klingberg, if we didn't, and we're, I mean, we'll probably not see John Klingberg again next season. But when John Klingberg's not here next season, we're going to miss what he gives us. 
And I think Roddick Foxa fits into that same sort of category is that we don't appreciate what he does, you know, when he's on our team, but as soon as he's gone, you know, then we're like, Oh crap. I agree with all of that. But it is not anywhere near worth three and a quarter. Yeah. Not I still chance. think it is. Not even close. I still think I, three and a quarter is worth more than five goals. It's worth more than 89 shots the entire season. But I don't believe it's mm. worth an F. I, I don't believe give, it's worth an F. So, I, I'm taking his contract into account when I'm giving him his grade. He's paid yeah. to to be to produce on a fourth line role. I agree. His role is fourth line. If you're getting paid three and a half million dollars to be a fourth liner, you better be one of the best fourth liners in the league. He's not. James, what would you give so, him? So without taking contract into consideration, so completely just how did he do on the season, I am going to barely pass him. I will give him a C-. minus. Okay. And honestly, I'm very close to where Chris is because, I mean, I, I know y'all hate plus minuses, but plus minuses, if you look at it throughout throughout a career, it makes sense. He hit a career low of minus 20 this season. It's five which lower than to, the normal. Which shows that he needs to score more, which, Chris, you're exactly right. Okay? Yeah. And, well, if he's, and if he's going to be that more defensive forward that we all know he can be, then he just needs to, he, he needs to turn that part of his game back up. Well, and, I mean, he was so but, bad this season, you kept saying he has to be injured. I mean, that was a talking point for the entire season, is that Fox has to be injured. He wasn't. <laughs> this was him at 100%. Yeah, so I, I also just, I, I don't agree with the scoring part of it either, because in the in the 2019-2020 season, he he only had 20 points, which he only had 19 this season. He only had 20 points in, in that other season, and he only had a minus six. I mean that that's substantially better than a negative twenty. I, I just I just don't like plus minus as a stat. I know you don't, but either, like yeah. when, when it's when it's like big differences like that, it's it it kind of gets obvious, and it's and it's been dropping since his 2017-2018 season. Yeah, he had a but, crazy but, year in 2017-2018, and he's just been downhill since then. Okay, but I mean, but the team, the coaching was different. The team was different. We had more scoring on those kind of teams. Well, if we're and, and the coaching, fact is, the coaching is, is in his favor because if they're playing a lockdown defensive defensively, role, yeah. If you're gonna say he's a defensive forward, then he should love it. Well, I would give him a, I, I would give him a C plus or a B minus. I, I don't know Ew. which one I would give that him. Is wrong. That's what I would give him. You're just like so. Nil. You fox a lover. Can't give up. Can't give up the idea of Roddick Foxa. Hey, at least we don't have. At least you don't have Dickinson anymore. I'd give him an A plus if he was still yeah, on the team. You get paid five million dollars to do that, and you give him an A plus. Yeah. Okay. So uh, wait, one more see. thing. He's also okay. taking up a roster spot of a prospect who could score goals. Like we're paying three million dollars to not play one of our players who could play very well for us in the future. But do you want mm-hmm. a scoring person on the fourth line? Yes. I want my fourth line to be all three of our prospects from the Chris's new gym. Even if they get like five, six minutes a night. No, I want them to play full 10 minutes. And if they suck, they suck. And we'll swap them out with new guys. We've got 10 guys. We've got 10 guys. Chris is going like full new gen right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad, but like that's that's where the league is moving for sure. Yeah. Yes. You're right. the The best teams are younger and we keep signing the, 
freaking old people to fill roster spots and to play roles. <laughs> he's right. Wait, I'm what, what's right. wrong with I'm laughing because he's right. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> what's wrong with a 28-year-old, huh? You got something oh, to say man. about a 28-year-old? Uh, for instance, in a, in a situation like Raffle. <laughs> Raffle played well. So there you go. He's doubling down on it. I'm doubling down. We're paying Raffle a million do- we're playing we're paying him a million dollars so that we cannot play Peterson in the playoffs. I mean, that's what it was. Yes. Raffle had a great playoffs. We paid Raffle a million dollars so that Peterson didn't play. And then it looked and I'll, I'll jump on that with you. It looked even stupider because of the way that Peterson is playing at the World Championships right now. Yeah. Cuz he's, he's playing, playing fantastically. And yeah, I mean, nothing's we're, wrong. We're paying to not play him. And, and yes, Raffle was great. He's not going to score goals like Peterson can. Come and, on. And it's Let's really stop frustrating. These one-year garbage deals for players like this. Let our and young it, guys take it. Give them some it, hope. I'm sorry, James. You're good. It's even more frustrating <laughs> with Peterson because he, he could have been playing that whole series. Like he could have been playing the whole series. I yeah. guarantee you he would have he would have I think it I think it was game three or four that I was thinking of, where it's like if we just score like one goal, one goal, it'll blow up. And and I am always looking at Jacob Peterson in those games because he's the one who normally does it. <laughs> he really like he comes through when no one's looking at him. When everyone is hyper focused on that first line and they're just all all looking, looking, looking. They are exactly never what looking we at need him. out of a second. Never line looking person. at him. Yeah. And and he and if that that's why I was so frustrated. He only got to play two games in that series. Two games. It's a seven game series. So, all right, so that's funny that we started talking about Jacob Peterson because I thought that would be another interesting one that we could take and look at his season because he, for considering the fact that nobody knew his name before opening night, yeah. and then he just kind of showed up as a fifth-round pick and like, hey, here's this guy named Jacob Peterson. He's a fifth-round pick. And he played fantastically. Yeah. But it, 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 it's, it's hard to give him a grade because you – didn't really get to see him fully throughout the season, right? Yeah, and so and that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, my, so sorry. my grade for Peterson is that Bones gets an F, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? And it's, it was proven because he's gone. It's so it's I'm crazy right. too because I mean he he ends up scoring technically the sixth most goals for the Stars this season. Yeah, and and, and he was scratched for half the, the game. games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Come on, man, please. When he's actually playing. Oh, man. There's there's a numbers game there. Like, I, I, I think it's tough to figure out, but maybe if we played him more, who knows? Crazy. And he had really get, get key goals guys at, on at moments, too. Yeah. I mean, like, half of his goals were game winners, too. That's the crazier yeah. thing. He's He was just clutch when he needed to be. Um, let me ask y'all this because I've asked it again. Uh, I've asked it before, but can you see him being a top six forward? Because yes. I can. Yeah, I can. I can see him mo- more on the second line than the first line. Oh, definitely, but, definitely not. But, that, not- yeah, but yeah, but he's he's been really good, and he he just knows where to go most of the time to get the goals, and he's he's yeah. really good in the slot if he can get it there too. So, okay, uh, one more player, and then we'll get into the whole. Uh, coaching situation here because this is another one that i really oh well maybe two okay we'll do two let's do two uh sorry um yanni hawk what would you give yanni hawk as a grade 
for this season because he came into the Dallas Stars organization and I kind of knew about him because I knew he played really well for the Carolina Hurricanes before he came to the Stars. He got traded from the Ducks to Carolina and Carolina went and did their thing and they tried to get a Stanley Cup, missed it, and he became a free agent, signed a three-year deal with the Stars. Um, I really thought he played well for a majority of the season. Now, do I think that uh, he deserves an an A, maybe an A minus, but I'm more leaning towards like a B or a B plus. What what would y'all yeah. give him as a? Grade I'm giving him season? a B plus. I mean, we, we get we get brought him into the season. He was like, uh, is he a top four guy? And he definitely is. He solidified himself in that. He is our number four guy, 100. Yeah. percent um, And, and really, he got better throughout the season too. So yeah. he played very Re- well. Really, what solidified that for me was when we lost uh, Lindell for like eight games. I think it was pretty close. Mm-hmm he really stepped up in those games and he played the time that he needed to. And we knew it wasn't sustainable. We couldn't play him 24 minutes a night, but when we needed him to do it, he was able to do it and he didn't look awful while he was doing it either. He looked looked pretty good. Yeah. So, so that was, that was at that point, really that solidified to me that that was a really good signing and he played really well this season. I felt like. All right. One last player. Cause, and then we really got to get to it. Um, this because this one was really interesting too. Because you you can take one or both ways, honestly. Miro Heiskanen. You could look at it and say, you know, he had a semi off season, kind of. I Offensively, guess. correct. But offensively, it was an off season. Right. So, and that's the other thing I was going to pull up is how do you grade him? Do you grade him based off of his defensive play? Or do you grade him based off of his offensive play? Because it, it's kind of hard to do both at the same time. Because it, it for me, if you do it just off his defensive play, A or A plus, yep. hands down. But we didn't get at enough out of him offensively this season. And, and me, I'm hoping... I can definitely do both. I mean, okay. let's give him an A on offense, F on defense. I mean, A on defense, F on offense. There we go. I flipped him. And that way he averages out at a C. So he gets this. <laughs> he passed. Uh, he he passed. passed. So after a contract year like that, you kind of expect more. But then you look back at advanced analytics. He's one of the best defensive forwards in the league this year. Yeah. Um, he has. So and that's the only way he passes is because offensively, he was nowhere near good enough. Not even close. But since he was one of the best defensive players in the league, he gets the seat. He has to be better next season, though. So in. We can talk about how great he is all the time now, but now he's getting paid to do it too. So we can't just gaw over him. He's he's accountable to this team to be a part of the solution. Because and of the cap hit. Because, because of his cap hit. And he deserves it. He deserves every penny of it. But yeah. he's got to be a part of us winning night in and night out. James? Uh, just a big part of it was time on ice. He played... Crazy amount every single night. It's absolutely right. insane. I mean, it's definitely not like as much as some of these other players on other teams, but he still ends up with 24 minutes and 53 seconds average ice time per oh night. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's and, crazy. And you think absolutely with the insane. coaching change and with the a system change, style of play change, that the offensive numbers can change because we talked about how with Bones – all these guys who have great offensive history just all of a sudden goes poof, and it's, that can't be coincidence in our opinion, pretty much. So I, I think with a new coach 
it doesn't really matter who it is. Anybody who's a little bit more offensive than Bones, because Bones is full trap, that he, his his numbers are going to go up. So, all right, so let's go ahead and get into the coaching. Let's just go ahead and straight segues into it, okay? So for those of you that don't know, if you've been living under a rock the past week, um, Rick Bonus has, I guess, stepped down as the Dallas Stars head coach. He was not renewed. He was... Uh, they might have been considering him, but it almost sounded like it was his decision to be like, okay, I'm going, I'm stepping away. I'm not going to be the head coach anymore. So he stepped away as the Dallas Stars head coach, and the Dallas Stars have immediately started looking for the next head coach in well, Dallas Stars history. And not just that, he's stepped down, and none of the assistant coaches are returning. And that's the thing that got me. I did not. John think Stevens, Derek Laxdahl, and. Uh, Todd Nelson. All three of them are gone. Now, thank goodness we're keeping Kelly Forbes, and thank goodness we're keeping Jeffries. So our video, video coach coaches, and our goalie yeah. coach. So the the two big guys, I mean, if there's anybody that I'd be like, oh, we got to hold on to him. Those are the and two I guys mean, that I wanted to keep. And I mean, so, like, just on on special teams, I mean, our special teams were not great this season either. I mean, our power play was amazing in the first half of the season, and then it absolutely sucked the rest of the season. Especially Basically after got the, nothing from it. After the All-Star break, yeah. After the All-Star break. And then our penalty kill was just kind of mediocre the whole season. Yeah, and at with, times it with looked players really that it should be very good with. Yeah. Right. I mean, we have Roddick Fox and Luke Glendinning. Like, we should never lose a draw ever, and it should never be in our zone for more than five seconds. <laughs> okay, so so y'all kind of talked about some of the things that we should be looking for in some assistant coaches and the things that could be better. But uh, on the flip side of this, bonus is – looking and testing the market so he's not he he's not retiring which is what i kind of thought he would do but uh i don't think he's going to get a head coaching gig anywhere but i think he will continue to be an assistant coach wherever he goes but let's talk about the two possibilities that we've seen that were mentioned actually by elliot friedman and jeff merrick so during the uh one of the games i forget which game it was exactly but they mentioned the Dallas Stars a lot. They talked a lot about the Dallas Stars because there's a lot of things going on for the Stars this season. They talked about the three uh, prospects that we've already talked about in this show, in this episode. And then they talked about two possible coaches that could fill the head coaching vacancy right now. And the first one was actually really interesting, which is we heard rumblings that this that Jim Nill was considering a coaching change around the All-Star break. And the coach that he was considering was Rick Tockett, which Rick Tockett is sort of similar to bonus in the fact that he's defensive minded, but he does really well know how to work with both veterans and he's able to take young guys and develop them further. So I think that would have been a good fit had he taken the reins then. But the one that I'm more interested in even is Mark Savard. And for those of you that who don't know who Mark Savard is, he is a former Boston Bruins player. Unfortunately, his career was cut short because of uh, concussion issues. But since then, he's gone into coaching. And guess who he's the coach of? None other than Mr. Logan Stegovin. Currently, he is the head coach of the OHL's uh, Kelowna Rockets. So I believe that that could be a really good fit. And that, that the more that I've read about Mark Savard the more that I've gotten excited about it because he seems like a guy who can really relate to the veterans really well. 
and also develop our young players because I mean, we're, we're kind of in that weird flux. It's not like we have a bunch of veteran guys who are in their prime of their career, and we also don't have a bunch of young guys. We have a, a little bit of both. So we need a guy that can kind of do both of those things, which I think Mark Savard would be a perfect fit for. But is there anything that you guys have seen, whether it's on social media, articles that you've read, is, is there anything that you've seen that you would like to see in a head coach or if there is a specific head coach that you're thinking about right now. Yeah. I don't know enough about specifics, but my big thing is I don't want to see the stars just get a part of the coaching carousel in the NHL. So NHL teams are just passing coaches around back and forth like their Pokemon cards right now. That's not what the stars <laughs> need. Exactly what's happening. The stars need to go out and find somebody who has an offensive mindset who, like you said, can relate to the young players and to the old players and to find some kind of combination with those guys and a guy who really has a chance to be good and has an outside perspective from the league. We don't want, we don't want a coaching carousel. I don't want any of the, of the previous NHL coaches, honestly, I don't want any of them. So I hope we get somebody from the juniors like that, or from even there's been talk about NCAA. I'd be happy without, without two, just somebody different. I'm not really I'm not really uh following the coaching stuff that much, but I mean it'll it'll just be nice to have a different coach in general. I'm not not sure how much it's gonna matter who we choose as much as it's gonna matter what they do once they get here. So Yep. Uh, is there anything specific that you would like to see in the next head coach, James? Not particularly. I'm just kind of tired of bonuses, dumb yeah. lineup changes at like the last second of the night and, and other stupid Dita stuff like that. Gurionov? Well, to be fair, Gurionov sucked this year, but that's a, that's well, a whole other story. Last few years. Let's be how, honest. How much of the last few years is because Bones has been on his butt all the time? Like, I, I don't know. And that's what fair other, too. That's what fair other too. player has had so much scrutiny from him? And like, for <laughs> no what? One. Like other players have been bad too, and no one has gotten treated the yeah. way Gurionov has. I I definitely feel like that's another a whole other story that we could talk about is like Gurionov could just like thrive under a new coaching system. Yeah. It's not not this well, podcast, so yeah. We'll see we'll see how it pans out. Ryan, what 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 would you like to see in a head coach, Ryan? I agreed with everything that you said, Chris, except for one thing. I don't want to see an offensive-minded coach. What I want to see is a balanced coach. And even more so than a balanced coach, I want a coach that can teach consistency. And if that means giving up a couple of goals in order to be consistent and win more games consistently, I'll take it. Because uh-huh. we, we've tried, we've tried, we've gone to extremes both ways. We 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 had the, the Lindy Ruff era where we were First in the league, and it was just you know goal after it was goal awesome. every single night. And it, was, it, it was, was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. But it's not gonna win us a championship, and it pro it proved no. It it did Edmonton's not. Edmonton's trying to prove you wrong right now. Edmonton's it, trying, but they're okay. Still... Who's it, it, they're not gonna beat Colorado? I would I, I will bet not. money. Go and use promo code THPN and DraftKings.com. I would bet money that that Colorado yeah. would win. I mean, I it just, to me, it proved it over in the Florida series. I mean, 
Florida literally got exactly. dominated, completely dominated. They were non-existent in that series at all. They scored three goals. And they've and they've got like what they've they had Sam Reinhardt on their third line. They they had four <laughs> goals averaged on on their entire During season, the like four season. goals a game, That's and they scored stupid. three in four games. They How didn't even make that? it to their average in four. How games. much of that though is due to the best goaltender of our generation? I don't know. It doesn't Probably matter though. He's definitely playing if like it again, isn't he? It, he's but if you're like if, he's. Um, I can't even describe it. Yeah, he, 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 ever since turn. that game seven, he's been insane. But like, if 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 that's all it takes to shut down an offensive team, you're not gonna win. There's always a team. There's always all a team. There's always a team who has a goaltender in the playoffs that steps up crazy big. Not like this. <laughs> I think that's it's pretty normal. Did you see some of the stats of his? Uh, I, I forget exactly what it was. It was like game clinching, whatever you know. Yeah, any chance six he had? Out of the last it, seven are shutouts, right? In in the last game of the series. So in they've won ten consecutive series since they started winning in twenty twenty. Right? They won ten consecutive. In in those games that he's won, the last seven. I'm not joking. I think he has like a 955 save percentage or higher. I think it higher. might actually be higher than that. I can almost and guarantee it's you it's stupid, higher. Stupid, 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 stupid. And I mean, it's it's literally like looking at video game numbers. Mr. Like Chambers, if, if you started. Oh, one? I got some of my kids in the chat. I'm not paying attention. So guys, I love y'all. But hi, gamer cat. Hi, gamer cat. Hi, Chevy. Got some of my uh, some of my band students in the chat over here. Either way, I think, Either I think way, you're yeah. underselling Vasilevsky, James. I mean, this guy is yes, but like, but but it's insane. it's what happens in a lot of series. I mean, that's what our series almost turned into. The Flames are crazy offensively, and we had Jake Ottinger who shut them down. Who Vasilevsky shut them down completely. played better than Ottinger did in that in, 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 four games. in the Panther series. Yes, but he Vasilevsky also had a team who could score for him. I mean, how, the Flames and, only and scored this, 16 this, goals in a seven-game series. Right, and, and and this is what I'm saying. It goes back to the balanced system. When you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, they have they have they have it on all fronts. It's not like they just have defense or just have offense or just have goaltending. They have all of it. They have all of it, and it's balanced. Yes, they have the best goalie in the league, which helps a ton, and arguably the best goalie of our generation. You you've got guys. Steven Stamkos at 32 had his best offensive season. You got Victor Hedman on the back. Not only do you have Victor Hedman on that blue line, but you've got Mikhail Sergachev, who's one of the best young defensemen in the NHL right now. And you've got Ryan McDonough, who was a former captain of the New York Rangers. I mean, they've got all of it. They've it, it's it's all balanced. They've got it in all aspects of their game, and the stars have that too but they focus too much on one aspect or the other. And we've seen it when uh, when Lindy Ruff was here, when they had the the former big three with Roger Loft, Ben, and Sagan, and then we had it this season with, uh, with Bonus when we focused too much on defense. And that's why I think we just need a guy who's consistent and who's balanced. Those are my two words for the head coach. Sorry, I'll jump we'll off my see. high horse. We'll see. I don't think it exists. <laughs> You don't Show think me the exists. unicorn. Tampa already has it. That's the only one that exists. John Cooper. Yeah. Oh, we got to find a new one. Find like John Vasilevsky. Cooper. <laughs> well, and let me ask this when it comes to uh, head coaching gigs. But 
would y'all consider that uh, Jim Montgomery, Monty, would you consider Monty was a success or he was a failure? Because you could look at it one of two ways. I think it was a success because he found a way to make the team successful. And the way that he found the mate to make the team successful is he focused more on the defensive aspect and he got our defensemen involved in the offensive play. And that's what made our team successful when he was here before he was fired. But there are just some on Twitter that disagree with me and say that he just, he wasn't good enough and he's not what, what the stars needed or what they should need now. So, I mean, what do y'all think about that? Cause, cause I, I really think that we, like you said, Chris, we could go out and get a guy from the NCAA. Well, I, 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 mean, I, 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 I think it's totally I, in within the realm of. I think he was. I think he was successful, so I think he was good. But I mean, if we're talking about balance, he was not balanced because he turned it into a defensive team. So, honestly, I have no clue what will work for the Stars. We're all just speculating like crazy people as well. We're just saying that's the what point we of the think. Offseason. Yeah, that, that's the whole point. We're just saying what we think <laughs> would be best. We're we're not gonna know until we actually get that head coach and we see how he does and see if see if he's being defensive and if that's working or you know, whatever. Until that happens though, we'll be here on Wednesday night speculating. Yep. Screaming at the top <laughs> of our lungs. <laughs> all right, let's get all right. We've had a good conversation on that. So James. We are reintroducing our Who Cares segment. Mm. It's been a while since we've done yep. this. Oh. And James is going Chris. to introduce what right. we are going to talk about. It is the dumbest thing in the world. And Chris, <laughs> you're going to have to think of it off the top of your head. Okay? It's not that hard, Chris, okay? Cause, Chris cause had no idea like, that we were doing this, by the there's way. There's only like five things that you can choose from. So we are no, doing... No, 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 there's more. There's more. Because there's, there's, there's different... Six. No, there's what? different Oh, no, varieties. there's the other... Of that, the, right, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we are doing your favorite Skittle flavor. My favorite Skittle flavor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your favorite Skittle flavor. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now he's actually speaking up on it. Man, I didn't look it up. <laughs> okay, all right, James, you go first. We'll put Chris last so that he can actually so have just, some time we're, we're, to, to do it. Are we going back to where we're doing the th- top three, or are we just doing top one this time? Let's just do top, top three. Top, top three, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my third one in third place, I'm going to put the regular red Skittle. I like lame. the normal red Skittle. I'm lame. Sorry. <laughs> my number three, I'm going to kind of go there. I'm going with the sour red Skittle. Ooh. Sour red Skittle number three. That's a good one. Very solid. It's one of the more sour ones, but it's also one of the more flavorful ones in the sour packet. Thus, making it one of the more flavorful ones in the entire Skittles verse. Skittles verse. Oh <laughs> We're bringing this yes. like a team yes. now. Oh my yes. gosh. Oh jeez. Okay. Uh, my number three. I actually was gonna go with a sour one as well, Chris. So my one is the sour green ones. Those are my absolute favorite in the sour packets of the sour Skittles in the Skittle verse. <laughs> I guess. Okay, James, number two. Uh, number two, I'm gonna go with the green sour Skittle. That's oh, my number two. Oh, so you got to rank higher I than like, me. I like I like the green sour Skittle. It's very good. That's a solid it's, pick. 
It is a solid pick. Mine number two, we are going to the Wild Berry Skittle Pack. That's Ew. the purple pack for all you intellectuals out there. And we are going for the blue <laughs> Skittle in this. the Wild oh, Berry Skittles man, Pack. Fifth. It is raspberry, and it is delicious. So good. If you have not had the Wild Berry Skittles Pack, so much better than Tropical. Tropical is meh. Wild Berry, whole different flavor profile. So good. <laughs> And if you're not watching this on video, you would almost think that Chris is like being for real about this. I am being he for is. real. He's about totally for real. He's sitting there with a smile on his face, and that because it's fun. <laughs> it's I fun. love the raspberry skittle, he, dude. Are you kidding he me? He's passionate oh, about this, Ryan. He's oh, passionate. Goodness. The raspberry skittle and the wild berry is honestly amazing. Have you even had it, Ryan? Have you had the wild berry? Yes, I have. It's it's amazing. It's not so my good. top three, though. It's not well, my top. You're three. wrong. My number two is I'm gonna go to the original red packet, the orange ones. I love the orange. That's ones. your number two. That okay, my Grandpa. number two. Okay. <laughs> That's a jerk move. That's a grandpa flavor, bro. It's not a grandpa flavor. Give yes, me a it is. James, is that a grandpa All flavor? Right. Uh, James was the uh, one who said the original flavor. red skittle. That was his uh, number yeah. three. That's you. That's the universally loved flavor. I mean, that oh is. My that's God. the meta. Just, that's the meta. You're right just now. Chris might hate me for my number one anyway, though. So, so that we can bash me instead of Ryan. My number one is the green apple regular Skittles one. When they changed it from line to green apple, that's even Oh my goodness, I love those. I love the normal green apple ones, and I knew you would be mad at it, which is why I moved on from Ryan. You're welcome. James deflecting. <laughs> oh my goodness! Can't tell you wrong. What's your favorite, Chris? Oh, Chris, number one. All right. This is very controversial. Very controversial. In new in my wasn't. book. Mine a, new, a new love in my book. We are going to the newer gummy skittle bag. In the gummy skittle oh, bag, we're going original gummy skittles, so strawberry. Those are not. That's not Skittles. That's a oh, gummy. That's Skittles, I, no, though. no. I I will that's debate lame. you till my death on this. Have you had the gummy Skittles? Yes, I. I it tastes like good, Skittles. They're, it they're doesn't taste Skittles. like gummy. Everything else, like gummy Starbursts, tastes just like gummies. I agree with you. Gummy Skittles taste like Skittles. I have no idea how to describe it. It's a Skittle. It yeah, is. Yeah, but the texture isn't the same. It doesn't matter. No. Okay, yes, it I'm does. I'm going boomer on you right now. Okay. They're not. They're not Skittles. Skittles are like circular the things. They're spherical. Spherical. What does it say on the bag? Huh? What does it say on the bag? It says Skittles. Skittle. It's in the Skittle verse. It's not. It's not. It's a in real the Skittle verse, but it's, it's like on the. Uh, it's like it's on the, the other side of the it universe. Is the extended <laughs> Skittle verse. No, but it's, it's still it's, a Skittle. It's, it's amazing. It's far Gummy away. Skittles, A tier candy. It's in a different dimension. S plus tier oh, candy. Whatever. Go oh, try okay. Skittles. Whatever. Skittles. Okay, Tell Ryan. They don't taste like Skittles. They taste okay, like Skittles. Okay, Ryan. What's Skittles Ryan, what's your profile? Chris doesn't matter anymore. Okay, Ryan. What's your favorite? And, and you're sitting here making fun of me for my grandpa one. And you're sitting uh, here. Ryan. And that, that, Skittle, me, me, whatever. Me. You're probably like one of those. Have you seen those stupid little commercials that they do for those Skittles? Uh, they're squish. And it, it's, like a, it's like a yoga commercial. And they're like sitting there squishing it. I can't imagine you being one of those people, Chris. Anyways, my number one is way better than Chris's. We're going tropical. And we're going Ew. the light blue tropical ones. Oh my goodness, they're amazing. What's that one? What flavor is it? 
I don't even know, but I don't care. Wow. He doesn't even know. Wow. I look it up. James, wow. talk about at least, that's a terrible At least decision. I talked uh, about Ryan, a real Skittle. Yeah, I was about to say, at least Ryan's is a real Skittle, but that's yeah, okay. That's uh, <laughs> 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 okay. Oh, yeah. Actually, Ryan, I'm, a, I'm with you on this one. This is the pineapple passion fruit one. And this yep. is without a doubt the best one in the tropical Skittles flavor. But just a, as a rule, I think the tropical Skittles are over overrated as a pack. Really? Yes. Yeah. I don't like them that much either, honestly. Really? Okay, because I I've thought for the longest time that like out of the packages, you know, they got the you got the original, they got the tropical, the wild berry, and then the sour. Is there any other ones I'm forgetting? There's others, but those There's are the, others, those are the four big ones, right? Those, okay. yeah. I always thought, like, when they brought those out, that's when I really started liking Skittles again because I got sick of the original ones. And then when they brought those out and the purple ones, the, the ones you were mentioning, Chris, oh, I, I all of a sudden started eating Skittles out the wall. Oh. So, but the, I mean, I think that's the best package out of the four. Oh, you know what? Never mind. That's hard to say. I, I like the sour ones too. It's a very close oh, well. first thing yeah, that, for me. With that's not what the Who Cares segment was about, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> Ratio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We got anything else to say? Skittles. 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 Skittleverse. I'm going to be saying that for the next couple of days here, Chris. We're that's turning amazing. everything into a verse now. I know, I everything. Mean, I mean, everything's already turned into a multiverse. I mean. Yeah. Right. Have y'all seen the new Doctor Strange? No, movie? I haven't. Okay. I just went along with the joke to, to, to keep it constant. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's I amazing definitely know what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's getting late and we're getting tired. So we're going to call it quits here tonight, guys. Um, thank you guys for listening to Starcaster Remarks. This has been Season 5, Episode 1, where we start talking about the offseason. We have a lot of off-season plans for you guys. We're going to be here every Wednesday night, starting around 10 o'clock-ish, you know, maybe 15 minutes earlier, 15 minutes later, whatever. Uh, and then we're also going to be adding in a couple of special episodes along the way as well. So we've actually got lined up. We're going to start a new series of episodes called Fan Stories. And uh, with these fan stories, we're going to take uh, some really well-known uh, Dallas Stars fans and we're just going to interview them. And it's going to be about like a 30-minute episode or so. Uh, we've already got about four lined up. I'll go ahead and tell you two of them. First of all, one of them is Mullet Mike. Mullet Mike, awesome yes, guy. Yes, dude. He's, he's with the most amazing beard and amazing, like, luscious locks ever. That's what I'm going for right now. And then we also have Mr. Matt Day, who, if you don't know who Matt Day is, he is the guy that has the stars themed Mandalorian gear. So he's going to be coming on our show. He's going to be coming on for an interview sometime in June. So we're really excited for both of those guys and there's more to come. So stay tuned for those. And we're really excited for all the off season content we're going to have for you guys as well. But also I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, please go and use the promo code THPN. Next time you go and use the DraftKings app. Thank you for DraftKings for being our sponsor. And please also leave us uh, any kind of comments or any reviews anywhere you listen to your podcast. Anything that you uh, put up there, it really helps us out. Go check out StarcasticMarksShop.com for all of our merch options as well. We The best way that you can uh, support our 
James, what are you doing? I'm standing just up. Keep going, just keep going, just Ryan. Standing back. Uh, yeah, just, just keep going, going, Ryan. Just, just keep <laughs> going. <laughs> it's kind of hard when you're you. doing that. I can still hear you. Don't worry. Keep going, Ryan. And then along with Chris and James, I'm Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. We'll hope you guys have a good, fantastic evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. Bye, guys.